2: Welcome to The Greatest, a production of iHeartRadio.
4: Welcome to another episode of The Greatest. It's March, so we're thinking March madness today. Yeah. We're talking March madness. I'm joined here by my co-host, my wife, Megan <laughs> Daly. <laughs> what a sad
2: phrase. What?
4: My co-host? My co-host,
2: my wife.
4: My wife? My co-host, you wanted that order, didn't you?
2: Um, No, I didn't necessarily. Um, And we picked our guest today because he's our only friend who is a former college basketball star. That's like the one thing, that's
4: like one of one billion things about him. I know,
2: but but that gives him, we could have had any old Joe Schmo come in here and say, oh yeah, on True TV I watched this. (laughs) No, this man's been on True TV.
4: Ladies and gentlemen,
5: welcome Josiah Johnson. Thank you guys so much for the glowing introduction. I wouldn't really say star I, I was i was there i was well, I was in the vicinity you, know of a- you are a
2: star of nba twitter you okay. are the king you are the top you are at the apex
5: i feel like yeah i'm just trying to obviously just get my name out there stay stay relevant talk about things i like
4: you're getting your name out there man i know <laughs> you're like i'm just trying it's just like <laughs> everyone knows your name yeah everything you tweet yes. is like
5: two thousand retweets man me. and i, I kind of cracked the algorithm of twitter I'm I'm trying to figure out Instagram now. That's the one thing that really is like it's uh-huh. is tormenting me.
2: I have because is there a way to monetize Twitter anymore?
5: Uh, I mean, you know, there's there's definitely direct and indirect ways. I kind of mm-hmm. operate in both. I you don't know, like it's to-
4: one way that I feel like someone's got to do is you could just. I mean, you do the work of like 19 little kids who run these social media departments on yeah. Twitter.
5: And I often let them know that they're not doing shit. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, pick up the pace, guys. Like, yeah. how, how am I getting this off? I literally got a family, two kids. Like, if they can yeah. see where I'm tweeting from it's crazy. versus where they're tweeting from, like, they go into these nice offices, like, nice fridges filled with shit. I'm at the crib going, you're barbecuing, one-handed, like, all right, just you know, staying on top of stuff.
2: I've seen people ask you recently how you pick, like, the gifts. Okay. The, me, and you're, you know, I think to you're say your any secrets, respond, well. you were just like, I, my brain is just good.
5: I mean look I've watched a lot of television growing up So yeah. a lot of my references are kind of from that Like early 90s 2000s range mm-hmm. So which you know it's tough because a lot of kids nowadays are Like Spongebob and all that type of shit right. which literally just Over my head but I just kind of missed that boat Like yeah. that was my little brother's kind of generation So I'm becoming obsolete but I'm trying To get in with the young kids always just trying to stay stay On top of what's going on.
4: You say obsolete but like And maybe this is because I pay attention to it so much But now I think you're the first person to start Bringing back like come to America yeah. Scenes as, as memes and Then I'm now seeing other people pulling from that movie yeah. and Giannis obviously Nike has a whole campaign for sure. Based off that movie.
5: Mikey needs to break some bread because. Uh, yeah. I know. I mean, look, I think at the end of the day, like, we grew up with all those movies. Like, yeah. I literally went to, to elementary school with John Landis, his daughter who directed the movie. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I just had always had an affinity for Eddie Murphy movies, stuff like that. I was yeah. in the John Singleton phase when he passed away, was going heavy mm-hmm. with the John Singleton yep. memes and vids. It's just kind of whatever. I think, like, when people look at it, there's always kind of a deeper meaning to the stuff I'm doing. Sometimes yeah. it's just like, hey, this is topical. Let me get it out. Other times it's like, oh, okay, there's there's actually a method to this madness. Yeah, yeah.
2: One out of five you do, I go, oh, he wrong. For that, yeah. <laughs> but, in, yeah, like, the, but I I'm think, like, I want to do it. like you really. You've got the pulse of the you nation. You gave
4: the one of the, one of my favorites recently was you gave a warning like I'm about to drop the most out of pocket one tomorrow, and it was the Caruso one.
5: Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, if people who know know. It's just a crazy, and it's, and it's been able, you've been able to use it like four times in the last few months, and it's hilarious. I
5: think the thing I always tell people, and this is, this is a trick of the trade that I'll give you guys on Twitter, especially if people like relate and resonate with a good video, then find other ways to repurpose and yep. reuse it because you already know that it's a hitter. So just yeah. whatever's topical, trending. Like I had that, that Chris Brown one in my mind. The thing about you, obviously, you know, you work at House of Highlights Bleach yeah. Report. I know there's a level that you guys can't th- cross. There's a threshold yeah, that, yeah. that somewhere, somewhere up top they're going to be like, no, you can't fucking post that shit. Like there's yeah. no way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the level I try to go because I know like, All right, I can operate alone here but
4: that's why I was like when I went over there they're like yeah we're gonna do stuff like this like you know post memes with captions and I was like literally teenagers can do this so I don't want to be responsible for that yeah thus creating like new me or like you know uh shooting my own stuff and stuff like that mm, exactly. but it, the fact that you know I'm, I, I get embarrassed sometimes when like companies I've worked with can't beat one guy who I know
5: well, I, I operate under a different system. And then I do it, obviously, out of love and just for fun. and yeah. I, I love the community. But also, I know, like, I don't have to get myself approved by anybody. So, there'll yeah. be times I'll come at LeBron or whoever. Maybe he's my favorite player, obviously, ever. Yeah. But it's like, damn, I got this funny joke in my head. I can't really let it die. Right. I got to test it. Let me see. Sometimes I've been over the line. I've had to delete those tweets definitely had people hit me up like yo dog <laughs> like, this is this is too much there's like there's like five to eight people that I listen to who are like yo yeah, this is yeah. too much like generally I'll go to my booth first and wow. she's like you know she's like roll with it I'll put it up but sometimes she would be like yeah you can't you can't get that off
4: Megan does the same thing for me I showed her a stand up clip last night she goes mm, just not that funny no I was that's like, not what I
2: said <laughs> I did not say not that funny I was like I don't like the beginning you know like yeah. a cl- uh, unfortunately a stand up clip you have it has to come out of the gate funny yeah. immediately right, if right. there's any riff raff any just sort of like or filler just, yeah, at yeah. the top. Cut. People are not. So I was just trying out. to give you the God's honest truth. And guess what? You do it with my outfits. I'll be like, yep. I like, I'm going to wear this on television. he's like, I don't like that. And it's like, just. okay, well,
5: but it works, guys. That's why you guys were together out here getting it. <laughs> this is what marriage is. Like, you got to be yeah. honest with each other. Because uh, if you go out and the dress isn't hitting, you get roasted for it. Who's the first person you're pointing the finger at?
4: And that's why I say. I was like, the comments. They can't. You give them targets. Like, it's just we, we know now what the com- we can almost predict what all the comments are going to be. We help each
2: other.
5: So You've been was... in the game so long. You literally yeah. know like what people like. If I yeah. do this, I'm going to get at least eight of these comments. Like, I know like if I post a video shitting on the Warriors, I'm going to get at least like eight fat shaming yeah. comments. Yeah. I don't really care because I'm sexy and I I don't really, you know, I love my body, but it's definitely like, you know, it's coming
2: when a comment, I'm not prepared for it. That's when I'm like. Ooh, you got me. Like sometimes it'll come. I mean, a man made fun of my knees. Like I was like, I'm prepared to be like fat, ugly, dumb bitch. But he, he just wrote them knees (laughs) dough. And I was like, damn, that hurt me so bad. I do have fucked up knock knees. What if that
5: was a compliment? It wasn't okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I mean, the thing is, yours at least are vague. Like I was doing that Twitter show with Omar, and all my comments were like, "I'm gonna murder the dude in the blue hat," and it's like that has nothing wow. to say about my take. Yeah, you just but that's the me. type
2: of. I mean, when someone can respond to like a live show like that. At the NFL, they were just sending me eagles. You know, yeah. these are crazy people. Yeah,
5: it's. I mean, the thing is, like, when you really break them down, they're like little kids sometimes. And that's yeah. the whole shit. And then when you really call them out and check them. Because I've had it happen a few times where I've had to dig deep and be like, oh, I know this person lived just in case they really want to get funky yeah. with it. Oh, yeah. But then it kind of quickly changes. Like, oh, just kidding, whatever. It's mm-hmm. like kids nowadays want, like, this clout thing that they're on. Right. They want these clout coins. So they got to go out there and really try and insult you. Like, I remember seeing it on YouTube back in the day and I thought that was bad. Like, nowadays it's like, shit, they'll wish cancer on your whole family. It's like, dude, yeah. you know, like...
2: <laughs> but fans, just put a video of
5: yeah. guys. It's not that big of a deal. Fans
2: of a podcast that I'm a host of will come... After. I had to like delete a comment last week because I started fighting with somebody who is a fan, yeah, but they yeah. just didn't like something. Not even that I said, but I didn't like how they were coming after this girl. And so I, then I went after And it's like, what am I doing? Yeah. This, I make money. What? This is crazy. This yeah. is a
5: job, guys, for some of us. So that's yeah. why we can't really fuck with y'all like we want to
4: well that's the thing it's like these kids are like that sucks it's unfunny but it's like oh it's unfunny or like you can think that but I have you know you have had a, co- a show at Comedy Central yeah for sure been the head writer for all most of Yahoo Sports like original series yeah. in the past couple of years like Great, you can say that, but my checks are coming in every two weeks.
5: I mean, look, I know sometimes I put up shit that's whack. That's a part of being funny. Like you were saying, you showed Megan the video. It may not mm-hmm. be, you know, she's gonna be honest with you. Sometimes it doesn't hit, but yeah. I learn from all that. It's a part of the process. Right, right. Like look at LeBron. He makes one out every two shots. Yeah, yeah. And that <laughs> would get you literally in the Hall of Fame, right? You can go fifty for fifty or fifty for hundred, and that's a you know, what yeah. I mean, comedy's kind of in that love. You got to maybe be a little bit better, but you're gonna have some shit that that you may think is funny that nobody else yeah. did. I don't really give a fuck. I just do it kind of for me.
4: I mean, honestly, like those. A lot of these players, people like them because of highlight mixes, yeah. you know, we can't like chop up our stand-up sets or our scripts to take out the parts that we don't know hit every time. Exactly. You know what I mean? But yeah, you, and also too, I wanted to mention that to get this podcast, we actually recorded the first pilot with you. Yes. So In we our have home. a huge, thanks.
2: Someday we'll just, we'll release it to the highest bidder. Yeah. I feel and like we'll split the, it three ways. Like
5: the first dad in Full House. Like, we got yeah. over the same <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. y'all brought me back. You're the so original Aunt Viv. It. Yeah. The, the, the black Viv. Like, <laughs> but it's all great. I but appreciate it. But she never it. got to come back. I don't know. No. And she's honestly, I, I kind of side with her now because there's, there's been some bitter turmoil for yeah. years I've, surrounding
4: that. And.
2: It I've was uh, I've heard about that for sure.
4: Um, we do, What was the What was the topic? Greatest comeback. Greatest comeback. Yes, and we, we haven't. Well they, that they, at some they've point. been like,
2: "Will you guys do another one?" And it's like that one was so good. You had really, really funny picks. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're probably the coolest person I know.
5: Oh, thank you very yeah. much. So I something about a rap influencer. I, believe. I do know.
2: I do know one rap influencer Who? who's. Uh, have you ever heard of fake Shore Drive? No, it, I, it's like a Chicago honestly? rap blog. Yeah. His name's Andy Barber. He's okay. very, he's he's like a, he's like he's the Chance's guy. He's Kanye's okay. guy. And he's just a white boy from Anderson, Indiana that okay. is a family friend. Okay. He's
4: kind of like a you and Wob, but for hip hop. Okay, legend. So he'll like bring back like videos and, and drop like the craziest fact or like, yeah, he'll, he'll pull up some performances that you just forgot about that oh, are legendary. That's, that's the
5: thing. I, as we get older, that's the thing I really love in life because yeah. we've seen so many beautiful moments in our life, but you yeah. definitely forget that shit. It. And it's yeah. like, oh wait, that was legendary.
2: Oh, especially I feel like in sports. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what the topic I mean, that's kind of like the point of this whole show, but then especially the topic that we chose today, we wanted to have you on you played for UCLA 2000-2005. Yep. So played in the tournament, made A few to times. the sweet 16 twice?
5: Yeah, we were there. Getting it? Yeah. <laughs> Having fun?
2: <laughs> Do you guys get um goodie bag like in goodie bags? Well, so- no, because for uh, bowl games, I, you know, I did lots of football players in college, all right, all right. and they would come back with Outback Bowl slippers, exactly, and like a. I remember there were Playstations with, like, the Geico sticker yeah. on them. Did you, do they do that for March Madness? We
5: get broken off like that. Like, so the thing about March Madness is, so you have your conference tournament, which when I was there, I, th- I want to say, I don't know if we win the Pac-10 tournament or come back, but it was right around the point when I was there. So you get a tournament to get for that, okay. and that was, like, a DVD player or something like that. Wow. Something that you could generally cool. either use or finesse Sell. for a couple hundred bucks, <laughs> yeah. you know, just to be transparent. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then for the tournament, so you get one for the opening round, and if you go to, like, the Sweet 16 and the Final Four, for. obviously we were at Adidas school at that point, so Adidas like you know you're the hot commodity, you're the one mm-hmm. that's getting them, getting them all the airtime and promo, so they would give you as much shit as they could. You get like duffel bags full of stuff.
4: Damn, wow. were you flipping your sneakers at all? Uh, sometimes. It's yeah. actually
5: a, f- a funny story. So I was uh, my freshman year, two thousand to 01, We had the Adidas deal. We were like one of Kobe's right, like right. main theater schools, so we got probably like twenty pair of Kobe. So I, I sat on these things literally individually. Yeah, twenty pair each. Do you, know, do you remember which ones? It was the Kobe one the So it was, it was before yeah, yeah, the moon yeah. boots Like yeah, yeah. the year before that We got moon boots too But nobody's really fucking with them. The us. ones are
4: kind of moon boots too A little bit They were like they the were, car. They were heavy Yeah yeah, yeah.
5: But uh, like Audi design Or yeah, whatever yeah. whatever, Like sleek But uh, so we got like 20 pairs that year So I just ha- literally had them In a garbage bag Chilling in my house Wow And I started to bring them out again Obviously just in, in honor yeah, of the legend yeah. But like they're all falling apart Like the glue is all pulling off Right over right they literally just been chilling In garages and shit But yeah so to answer your question yeah, We got laced all the time With like stuff Just depending Obviously when you do good You get all that stuff and when when not you know I, you don't but yeah tournament time you're getting laced
4: okay well so take us uh, a little bit more background you when did you start playing and your and your dad was uh, yeah. he played for, for the bucks did he, play, he he he's a professional NBA player yeah he
5: played for for a number of years a five time all star yeah, yeah. got his jersey retired last year that was
2: so cool when I told my dad that I knew his son my dad was like. Wow! Like it was so cool to him.
5: He's he's got major love in the Midwest. <laughs>
2: okay, I just yeah. came from
5: like the like the seventies and eighties, yeah. yeah. like they weren't getting like nationally televised games. So, like a lot of people, it's funny because he's from LA too, but a right. lot of people kind of in other other spots don't don't really remember him as much as they should. But you go back to like Milwaukee, Midwest, anywhere out there, and you say his name, it's like yeah. royalty.
4: I mean, if you're getting your jersey retired anywhere. Uh, that yeah, he was a legendary player, and
2: he also played at UCLA.
5: Yeah, he played at okay. UCLA. My older brother played at UCLA. They actually both won national championships there. damn. I didn't. So, so you're the
4: black sheep because, I, I'm literally
5: <laughs> because like, you loser didn't boy. win. <laughs> Like, it's nuts. you know, you go to UCLA events, it's literally like, you know, dudes that won like championships all four years of yeah. college are there standing on you. And like, what are you supposed to say to them? Yeah. And then I'm just like, yo, how many TV shows have you created? And then that, exactly. that group becomes a lot smaller. So it's, not, it's a nice little But situation.
4: that's what I like about you is that, you know, you're sort of, you're beginning to a career in show business was you were playing a lot on Jersey chasers, is, yeah. uh, you know, kind of you and your buddies roles yeah. as the, the bench warmers on a on a national college basketball team
5: So basically when we got the whole legend of Chamberlain high show as a result of of, of our experience at UCLA mm-hmm. So when I was you know, we would sit on the end of the bench have these crazy funny ass conversations and shit during games You're dealing with like, you know, sometimes nationally televised games those timeouts are like three hours long so Yeah those games are like three hours. It's like boring as shit so you're trying to <laughs> occupy your time. But from that, we started the Jersey Chaser blog because we were just like, look, we want to be the voice of athletes. Like yep. a lot of people were getting, athletes were getting shit on back in those times. So we did a bunch of content, funny videos, Kobe yeah. LeBron puppet parody and stuff like that. Ended up getting a TV show on Comedy Central as a result of it. So, I'd say it worked out. Everything everything worked out how it was supposed to.
4: And that was pre-NBA Twitter.
5: Yeah. I really feel like with Jersey Chase, especially a lot of the shit that's that's flying now, we were doing like 10, 12 years ago. I know. Like, I was making memes, not even realizing. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, this would be funny if I just slapped Mr. Miyagi on this video and had him say something crazy. But but not realizing, like, how the game would shift and change. But I think all of that prepared me for now and just really had to go out there and get it. Because we were doing shit. It was like we were just like three dudes chilling at the crib, like trying to entertain each other. Yeah. Like, all right, let's voice this shit over and drop a video and see how it performs. But stuff started hitting. And then, you know, it's been, you know, great ever since.
2: Did you like, I mean, did you do theater or? Acting or anything like that when you were growing up?
5: Yeah, so okay. I, I'm from LA. Like yeah. my dad played for the Clippers. He had a lot of money. I got to live in Bel Air. So when you watch like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, that was more or less my life. Our career wasn't yeah. that. That dynamic is theirs. But like, went to school at a school called UES, which is right on UCLA's campus for elementary school. So I was in school with like Jason Schwartzman. Just like wow. when, you know, so but yeah. he, like we would take like film classes together in the summertime, and I got to find this movie. We have it on VHS, but he actually wrote this script. It's probably like a fourth grader. Yeah, that me and him It's like a, it's like a Lethal Weapon like buddy cop movie <laughs> that me and him starred in. So yeah, I was like I've been taking like film classes, all that type of stuff. Obviously, my dad's been acting. As a kid, I also went to school with uh, Debbie Allen's kids. So we would go from school to the set A Different World. Like, that was just, like, every Friday. or I think it was Thursdays they taped or whatever it was. But as it, like, so just being around it and not really knowing what was going on. But, like, oh, these sets are cool.
2: Was there a hierarchy of, like, whose parents were cooler, like, Athletes were cooler than the actors.
5: I think because when my dad would show up to stuff and literally, I was at UES and this is like Jeffrey Katzenberg's kids. Like, it, you, know, you can just literally rattle off names. But they would show up at events and they would be like, "And you know, ah, my pops, like, yeah. I, you know, like they, they, anybody could be a good business executive, yeah. not anybody, but you know, it's a lot harder to fucking right. have a forty-inch vertical. and just paying to watch your dad. Exactly, yeah, you exactly. know? To just
2: be like physically cooler, yeah. you know, taller, jacked.
5: So he yeah. would show up, kind of looking <laughs> sweet, like you know, in, in his old league look, and it was just like tons of respect. They they definitely bow down.
2: Vern Fleming's daughter was my friend growing okay, up and sure. it, yeah when and he had a twin brother and so they, the Fleming twins would just like be around Indianapolis but like when Vern would come to watch us play basketball it was oh a thrill, a thrill. Man,
4: you guys, had, I had a different childhood. I think my <laughs> one friend who said his dad was Turbo from American Gladiators. That's legendary, I mean, that, is that true? I don't know if it's true. He got expelled like four weeks later then it and feels never true. came then back. Then it feels true. <laughs> but,
5: so, I mean why would somebody Turbo feels like, you know, like my
4: <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I guess it's like who would brag about that? But I was the one kid who was impressed by it. That's also, impressive. Yeah,
2: it's also pre-internet. There's like no way to prove
4: yeah. that. Is that? About, yeah. Do those guys have that listed on their IMDb? Like I was turbo on American Gladiators. Absolutely. Yeah, American Gladiators was killer. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I used to watch the reruns on USA all Mike, the time. Uh,
2: Mike Adamley was the host. Yeah. One of the two hosts, and wow. I worked with him at WMAQ in Chicago. Okay. And people would come up like this was 2007 like uh-huh. still coming up to him to ask him to sign their Mike Adamley trading card from Gladiators and wow. he was on the Bears, what? like he played yeah. football too.
4: But they knew him from the Gladiators not from, from the Bears. But
2: as the host yeah. not a yeah. Gladiator. I Gladiators
5: like- was but I think the thing about Gladiators was everybody rocked with it, and like right, you were saying right. it was pre-internet time but yeah. it's one of those shows I ended up working with a bunch of, like I, when I started working at NFL Network way back mm-hmm. in the day in production like a bunch of yeah. people that worked on Gladiators yeah. like they were in the like 40s and 50s but they were Talk about like, the Gladiator time so glowingly. Yeah, like, remember we were working on Gladiators. Like they were just you know, I feel like there was a lot of lot of Coke. turning up in yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah. That's what, <laughs> you know. That's what I was going to but It was like a lot of partying yeah. and fucking like just yeah. a better time. It's like, like SNL in the seventies. Like, like going I'm, to Gladiators yeah. every
2: week. I'm reading this ESPN book right now, and it's a lot of partying. I mean, they spend like two pages on sexual harassment, and yeah. it's like I think this whole book could have been about that.
4: Yeah. They I'm,
2: also in the book credit tied to this episode they sort of credit themselves with creating March Madness as we know it now because sure. pre them getting the contract the the whole pool was never on TV before no. that they were yeah. the ones that were like let's put all Sixty-four teams
5: on. Yeah, for sure.
4: All right. Well, maybe we should just get right into it then, because we're gonna we could spend hours listing your credits. Hopefully, everybody (laughs) listening to this will
5: want to listen to hours of just us shooting the shit and chatting.
4: And we're gonna have you back anyways after this. Um, But so. Today's episode, Greatest March Madness Moments. Okay. Um, again, like when this airs, it's going to be March. So uh, we felt like this is a great topic because these are it, just like March. I feel like NCAA basketball dominates March. No one else ever has any crazy events because it's like you're not going to beat the No, we like the tournament. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I don't want to step on any of yours because sometimes I feel like I'm going to overlap with your picks, Just okay. so, uh, especially being a huge LeBron guy. Why don't you go ahead and go first?
5: So this is my favorite
4: March Madness moment? Yeah, greatest or favorite. Yeah, most meaningful I teams. have three, though,
2: so you can pick multiple. Okay. Yeah.
5: Well, I think the main one to me, I have a few, but uh, I'm still a UCLA fan. So 1995, my brother was actually a freshman on that national championship okay. team. They beat Missouri in the Sweet 16, uh-huh. but it was kind of a, a highly contested game. Missouri was leading with 4.8 seconds to go. Ty he was actually my cousin. You know, deep down <laughs> on my dad's watching side. watching all
4: of your cousins I mean, look brother- like, got so
5: many cousins, it's like absurd. <laughs> like, if, if I really broke down, like, cousins I have doing stuff. And we really don't talk to each other like that, yeah, but we're yeah. like we know, what up, cuz? Like that's yeah. literally like we're not Crips, we're just saying what's up, cousin. But uh so Ties gets the ball, goes the length of court four point eight seconds, hits his great shot. My dad actually was doing radio for UCLA at that point. Wow. So he did this whole yeah baby call that, that literally became legendary and they play with it every time they show the clip, but That moment, it was kind of like that moment. I was a ball boy for that team that year. And just being around those dudes, you kind of just knew like Ed O'Bannon was like one of the greatest leaders ever. It was just like, yo, these these dudes are really going to do something. And then to see that moment, they kind of knew from there, like, yeah, and and, and can't nobody fuck with us. And they went on to go beat Arkansas, which at that point was like this juggernaut. They had this like 40-minute press that nobody could break or beat. So for that moment, just as UCLA fans, being able to witness that for an entire season, like that that, to me is probably Mm -hmm. my favorite, greatest comeback.
2: What are the responsibilities of a child ball boy?
5: So back when I was there, we would uh help like we would if any sweat or perspiration or anything I think gets on the court, we go clean yeah. okay. that. The yeah. mop, cool. That cool. circular mop, mop, it out yeah. like baller baller style. Pregame, we're rebounding for dudes, so I would yeah. shag balls for Ed Oben or whatever if he wanted like somebody to guard him or whatever. Just like pass him the ball, go guard him, grab everybody's rebound, make sure everybody got adequately.
2: Did you feel like the coolest kid on earth? Yeah,
5: it was because we were we better we basically had like the best seats in the house. We would yeah. sit right underneath oh, the hoop, my gosh. so we'd see everything here everything if players were talking shit to each other and i'm probably like 12 at this point like players are talking shit to each other whatever it is it's just like we, we hear all this stuff going on we get like yeah. an inside look at it and just to be that close we were right near the ucla bench too so you might be scrubbing the floor down and coaches would be like cheering you on and shit and be like oh, okay like <laughs> this is legendary i uh, always
4: uh, when i was growing up i would always yeah watched and be like had that kid get that job yeah.
5: So basically it was a lot of nepotism. Pop Right. And right. Flexing, yeah, yeah. Which we don't deny. We we take full on.
4: <laughs> I mean it wasn't just your dad. You you said your cousins, everyone. You yeah. were just related to everyone yeah, playing. For sure.
2: I wanted to be a ball girl um, in tennis at the there used to be a tournament in Indianapolis called the RCA Championship. Okay. And a lot of kids that I played junior tennis with did it. That like if you were good at tennis, you would go try out. But you had to like sprint under a certain amount of time, and I couldn't do it. You couldn't get the I time. Too, uh, yeah. I was too slow to be A ball girl in Indianapolis, but the outfits were so cute.
5: Did that hurt? Did that scar? How long did that scar you for in life?
2: To this moment. That and never uh, being a flower girl, I like still carry with (laughs) me on a daily basis. But to be like, I was cute. Nobody wanted me in their wedding.
4: Oh wow. the fuck! The thing, is, but now you're writing for ESPYS. You're you're. That's you know, not the same, CJ. On camera for the U.S. Open. It's not. It's fun. Oh yeah, I guess
2: I did give it back to the USTA. Hey, wow,
5: that's 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 a legendary one-eighty.
2: I though. forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Too slow, and then. I got to drink alcohol on USTA TV or whatever. <laughs> yeah, as I was like, pre- I'm going next. Yeah, I go decided. For it. Mm-hmm. Okay, as I was like preparing for this, there are moments that are obviously huge from the entire span of the tournament. I really think of March Madness. I guess selfishly from like our childhood on for some reason, just because of the TV of it. Like Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to have one on here that is before I was born just because it was so important, but I didn't see it. Like I needed these ones to be things that I had witnessed for them to be impactful in my life. Um, My number three, this is maybe like, The first time I remember seeing my mom really excited about a sporting event. She went to Valparaiso. And so this is from 1998. The 13th seed Valparaiso player Bryce Drew, who was the coach's son, Homer Drew, hit a three-point buzzer beater to defeat the fourth seed, Ole Miss. It was in the first round, so I know that's not important. But I just, like, my mom, like, knew Homer Drew somehow. And, like, she was just so excited and... It felt like I lived in Indiana, and so IU and Purdue always had these major things, but nobody in my family went there until I eventually went to Purdue, so I didn't feel connected to college sports in any way. And so this was like a huge moment for me to be like, oh, my God, I guess my mom likes basketball. And it just felt really cool. Like the Drews are so famous still to this day in Indiana because of it. I didn't even realize until I was researching this that Bryce Drew – was a 16th pick mm-hmm. in the 98 draft. Like, he was like a real... He played for the
5: Rockets. Or he yeah, did. he was a real
2: player and a coach. Coached Vanderbilt until last year when he was fired, and now Jerry Stackhouse is there.
5: The legend.
2: Um. So, yeah, it was... I just remember him, like... Jumping up, it's called The Shot, obviously, but I think like 17 of them yeah. are called The Shot. Yeah, I have one
4: on my list of The Shot.
2: Of course, but a 13th seed, that's like a tiny school. Indiana is so March madness to me. Like, Butler yeah. is always kind of like in the conversation and had a famous missed buzzer beater. Yeah, I just... I I needed it to be connection to my life to make this list,
4: kind of. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you say that. For, I just feel like we there was so many like white dude stars in the NCAA, yeah, and then you never hear from them again. I know because it's like a coaching. It's like it, coaches are the stars yeah. in these leagues, and it's insane. Yeah, it just it's it's crazy to me. There's that, a
2: lot of fathers and sons. Yeah, too. Like. There was a moment on one of the lists with a guy; he tore his Achilles, celebrating, and then he had to be on a scooter. Oh, Remember from, uh, that
5: Georgia State? Yeah, Southern. and then he fell
2: off the scooter, and his son was on the team. Yeah, like, that was it's, funny. It's a really—I guess it's nepotism—but you also have to be talented, and it—it it, it actually like raises the stakes. One of the saddest things in sports, always for me, is watching. The guys cry because yeah. I still think of them as children. Like <laughs> and I know
5: they are, they are, they are but they're it's little, like, they're kids. Man.
2: And it's the end of most of their careers. And I think that's like why March Madness feels special too. A lot of time you're like watching their childhood end. Yeah, for sure. Because they're gonna go and work at enterprise but that's
4: like why it also why
5: I always
2: enterprise (laughs) loves former athletes they
5: they definitely have a program where they get former athletes
2: (laughs) (laughs) they love them
4: but I always took some of that like these kids crying and stuff like It made me not like college sports, obviously. And like seeing or hearing uh, the stories about the Fab Five back in the day and just like the guys, you know, they start wearing the black socks and wearing those like Air Force Maxes and then they would walk by a a sports store and literally the display is their jerseys without their names on them. Like Jalen Rose, you know, Juwan Howard and these guys and being like, we, we didn't even have money for pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is still and so insane to me that that is an issue today.
5: Like, you don't have enough money to actually physically buy the jersey of yours that they're it's selling. It's
4: crazy.
5: And, that, and then people think it's like a joke or whatever. And look, there's means of getting bread. Like, if you're a big-name right. player, like, you'll figure it out. Like yeah. Whether it's, you know, over or under the table. But there's a lot of people that can't sustain that. They don't have that luxury. And, and they have to kind of do this. And it's like the schools treat you well, they fly you out. You know, right. when you're in season, of course, like they want you to be at your best. But long term afterward, after that dream ends, you know, you don't know a lot of guys who had to kind of go the overseas route or whatever. Yeah. They're just not prepared to get into regular life. Like they don't teach you all the other shit that you need to become a human being. It's all just like basketball, basketball or football, whatever it is. And then you get out there in the real world and you gotta figure it out. Oh, you yeah. gotta fucking pay taxes and rent and all that yeah. other shit. It's like, wait. Yeah,
2: right. because like I didn't play a sport in college and I still left with almost <laughs> zero skills. Yeah. Like I d- I'm like, what did I learn? Um, I did memorize one of my friend's parents' credit card numbers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did, you know, like I learned, I guess, some skills, but like, luckily I graduated at the height of the recession, yeah. so there were no jobs to be found anyways. But
4: then it's just like the most viewed thing on TV. It's just so crazy. Yeah, because I remember my... High, I went to an all-boys high school, and we would turn on the tournament. It would just be on in the background. Yeah, yeah, you could
2: have it on at school. It's exactly. the only sporting Why? event that you got to – because it's important. I, I mean, in Indiana, I, I think it. they were looking for a reason to not teach us. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, basketball, that's ours. We would watch Hoosiers in class sometimes. It's like great movie. That? a great movie. <laughs> great movie. is there anything to learn from it at a high school age?
5: I think it it, it teaches kids like, yo, play a sport. (laughs) Yeah, for real. In
2: in Chicago, it always felt like it was the beginning of spring. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember multiple years in Chicago, the first day of March Madness when there's, I guess, there's 16 games on that first day getting fucked up because it starts at 11 a.m. and go it's like a real drinking yeah. event and a, a lot of my fr- I was like a bartender so I didn't have anything to do but a lot of my friends who worked nine to five jobs they would get out early or like they didn't have to go they could work from home that day because their bosses are degenerates that are gambling and want to no. watch the games yeah the brackets Ah.
4: Yeah, I never really got into the bracket, any of that stuff. But I would
2: love a bracket. I mean, I love Sister Jean. Yeah. I love all yeah. that stuff. It's S- so sweet. Yeah,
4: so that kind of goes into what my first one was. It, it can be a coming out party for some like – legendary people. And the one I remember, this is the first time I heard about Steph Curry, was at 2008 Davidson run. It's like, mm-hmm. one, I didn't even know Davidson has a school. Right. I didn't know Steph Curry, who he was, and just seeing his game that he's still shooting crazy threes now, and then knowing just like... Uh, I, I rewatched some of the games last night, and I couldn't believe one. He was he was like averaging 32 points a game. He was down like 17 in the second round and came back and and ended with 40. And then in the third round, he ended with 33 points in front of LeBron. Yeah, for sure. 2008. Yeah. But they lost in the in the sweet uh, 16 to Kansas, who ended up winning. But then just thinking, man, he dropped 33 in front of LeBron, and then less than 10 years later was just you know stopping LeBron in the finals. Yeah, a
2: Hall of Famer already.
4: So I just think, you know, March Madness can create legends. Yeah, it
2: I mean it you bring up an interesting point about like Davidson. It's like Gonzaga. That's yeah. a, that's an Gonzaga? What it's you an entire school Zag, I think it's yeah. Zag, based yeah. on us knowing it because of March Madness. Yeah. Like I had I I did shows in Spokane, I guess is where it is. I'm like Oh, I thought it was in North Carolina. Like I had no concept of where it was, but I know that it's a place. Villanova's <laughs> kind of that way too. Like, uh, I looked, yeah, I played I at Villanova before. Nova.
5: What the fuck?
2: Where
5: is it? It's in
2: Philadelphia, it's,
5: but it's like on some random side of Philly. Yeah. Like it was just like, come on. Man. To me, I, it's
4: I went Villanova, toward it yeah. as a
2: school, and I remember they were giving every new freshman a laptop. But I only went to tour Villanova because I'd heard of it because of basketball.
4: Exactly. Yeah, some of these schools I just thought were names of starter jackets until (laughs) like I started looking into it. Alright, well let's take a break and we'll be back with uh, more picks.
1: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose
5: value.
4: And we're back. Okay, uh, Josiah, drop Here. us
5: another one. <laughs> Here. Oh, uh, so another one. I'm gonna keep it UCLA themed again yeah. for this one, and then for my last one, I'll switch it up. But okay. uh, so 2006 UCLA Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga had Adam Morrison at that mm-hmm. point, obviously. Oh yeah. God, dirty. Back, mustache. back to Zag talk. But uh. But I love Morrison. He was like shit talking. Yeah, like so Larry cool. kinda Larry Birdish with his shit talking uh-huh. level. So they ended up meeting UCLA. I wanna say it was at the Sweet Sixteen. I'm not hundred percent sure. I think Sweet Sixteen. I remember because uh, we were all, that was the year after I graduated, so we were all at Cabo Cantina on Wilshire Boulevard. <laughs> I remember, honestly, I remember this like was yesterday, getting getting two for ones, just getting literally blitzed. Yeah. I'm there with a couple of my, <laughs> my, my former teammates. And we're, we're not salty, but we're just like, the year before we lost in the first round. Yeah. And yeah. Th- that year they're literally playing for the national fucking championship. Like, the, you know, they would end up going on to do that. So it's like, they got a squad. They're, they should have let you in. And, uh, I know. I should have made the difference. I wish I would have stayed back a year in high school. Then I could have been a, a senior for that squad. But. So we're at, we're at Cabo Cantina just getting blitz, Watching the game, it's a heavy UCLA crowd. A bunch of our classmates, dudes from other teams, like, you know, whoever it may be, just like heavy UCLA contingent watching there. I want to say Gonzaga's up like 18 points. Yeah. And everybody's like, yo, this shit's over. Mm-hmm. Me and my, like, inebriated state, I'm like, nah. Like, I, I know the dudes on the squad. Like, they're not just going to throw the towel on this shit. Like, yeah. I'm the only one that kind of keeps watching. Everybody goes about their business. They start chipping away, chipping away. Slowly but surely, then literally final, final moments, they get the steal and get the go-ahead bucket. And then one of my former teammates, Seb Bozeman, who's a close friend of mine, who had actually tore his ACL the year before. Yeah. Supposed to be a senior and graduated with us. Tore his ACL like, you know, two days before the season started. Came back, turned. I think Ravio had got the inbound pass. Ended up like turning Ravio. And then I want to say... Uh, was like a flower. and Bamute jumped and got the steal. Yeah, to kind of preserve the game and just like knowing how turnt those dudes were. Yeah, I was kind of like depressed and square mugs. I had to start in my regular life at that point. Yeah, but just kind of gave me tough. a moment to like really. I remember me and my buddies were at Cabo Cantina, literally <laughs> bear hug, <laughs> fell on the ground, dumping drinks on each other. Like you do thought we won the Super Bowl? Just how lit we were for the squad winning. But then we got a little solid. He we was like, "Damn, these motherfuckers are about to win a national so championship." So your buddy
4: was a former player too. Yeah. Okay. That's what does Cabo
2: Cantina specialize in?
5: Watered down two for one alcohol. Okay. So they give you like, <laughs> okay, so literally like margaritas, whatever it is. But okay. they're like, let's say two for like eight bucks. But literally they're like two watered down ass margaritas. But in your mind, you're thinking like, "Ooh, I'm gaming yeah. the system."
2: Of course. I mean, you're 23. So you know?
5: sticky floors, like literally the yeah. stickiest floors you probably nachos? ever. Good nachos. Reasonable. They're okay. reasonably. It's good. It's tough
4: to mess up nachos for me. But that was
2: your go-to spot.
5: That was our go. That was literally like a mile away from the house. Like, like I said, heavy UCLA contention would go there watch games theirs and Buzzbee's, which was right next door. So if Buzzbee's was too lit and the line was too long, you you know, or vice versa, you would hit the other spot. You
4: bring up a great point because the, I love this culture, and there's one of my favorite clips. It came out a few years ago when this guy I can't remember what team it was, but they lost, and he was doing a press conference, and they're like, "What are you going to miss most about your playing career?" And he pauses for like thirty seconds, <sighs> and he goes going out to eat. But and it's that's like so true. but the thing is like at any level you went hard sports, on that too when that I dropped. Love like that was that. like yeah, I was I remember, so I dying. you tweeted about that. It was just cause it's the it's maybe my favorite thing that builds suspense and the payoff is just like <laughs> incredible. But it's also just because I could relate to it. Yeah. Just like being on road trips or just like going out to meals with your teammates is one of the greatest joys in sport. When
5: the shit is free, uh, like, yeah. oh my God. I remember we played at Purdue one year when Gene Katie was there and we went to this spot called Sea Ray. This was my freshman year. Yeah. Literally probably ordered like three, $4,000 worth of food <laughs> But fresh Which is years, a lot of food just in gaming Indiana. The, gaming the fuck out of the system. Like everybody got like two or three main <laughs> courses. Literally just rows of desserts on the
4: table. Just like one taste, like I'm good. I don't even, But because v- for some reason these schools like that was the loophole was that a food budget. No, it's never going to be questioned. And we got shit for
5: it after the fact. But I remember like Gene Katie rolled through too because he was friends with Steve Lavin, who was my coach uh-huh. at the time. And they're just getting lit, too. I'm sure he got a bunch of food on the fucking tab. Like, it was literally just like, wow. We were really like... But those moments, like, as Hoopers, like, when you're eating these good meals at these luxury restaurants, yeah. Yeah. eating places you would never be able to afford to, you know, Monday through Wednesday, but come conference time right. or game time, you get these nice meals and shit. It's like, yeah, you really appreciate those moments.
2: Just the concept of West Lafayette having a nice restaurant is making me laugh. C-Rez. Because I would go to... The, I would No, I would go... I would go that's how I knew people's parents credit card number I wouldn't put but they would be like no I yeah. know my parents credit card number and they would just like l- read it off in their head to the waitress and the waitress would be like okay like writing it down yeah. and then would put it into the system Ooh. yeah I mean we were having free mails but someone's parents were paying for it, it
5: was a good time I, we would go heavy on the gas card you sell that like Oof. Definitely knew zips. We knew the zip codes. <laughs> uh,
4: uh, let me get that. I'll be right back. Fill it up. That's so funny. <laughs> All right, Megan, what's your what's your second? Okay, pick? this
2: is a very very uh, recent 2016 national championship game. UNC versus Villanova came down to mm-hmm. the wire, which I feel like mm, sometimes they don't. It's fun when they're. When they do, uh, Tar Heel's Marcus Page hit a game-tying three-pointer, and then you're like, oh, okay, we're done. It's less than five seconds. And then Chris Jenkins... Sinks a three-pointer as time expired, and they end up winning the national championship, which kind of is like how—I mean, if that had been first round, probably not going to make my list, but to do that. And then what I loved about this as I—because I was like, I don't know who Chris Jenkins is. I can't believe that this man has fallen off. He's playing in Germany, Um, but then as I did more digging on him— Sadly, he was given up for adoption when he was in middle school by mm-hmm. his family. Oh, wow. And he was adopted by a basketball family. Like, I, I think it was someone he played with. Um, it was, Their name is the Britt family. Okay. And his adopted brother, Nate Britt, actually played against him in the 2016 oh, wow. National Championship. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, so Chris was playing for Villanova, and Nate, his brother... By adoption, which is like wow. so blindsided, was playing at UNC. That's legendary. Yeah. Man, this is a I real familial
4: f- episode. No, I, I think that's that right?
2: like really, well, I but I think that's kind of what college basketball is. Yeah. I think there are a lot of families. Right,
5: right. Was this the first game played on True TV? I think that was the first year they, they ran the national
4: 2016 2016? Or somewhere around that time. But
5: I remember yeah. it wasn't on CBS, and I'm just thinking, like, damn, they really maybe. they love this though for, for, for advertising dollars. Yeah.
4: I just remember I started, like, tuning in, like, midway through that tournament and then learning about that coach who looked like George Clooney, that everyone says, right? Oh,
2: yeah. That, that's why I was
4: like, that's what you want to talk about. Yeah, I
2: mean, that's what's so nice is there is, like, a rise of – Sister Jean's kind of like a perfect example of like Mm -hmm. people becoming famous just for that tournament. And like I think there's been like dogs that were famous and kids and like all this. Yeah, it's almost like a 15 minutes of fame, but just for March Madness and coaches. are hot get that too
4: but i the thing is like yeah i feel like that was like used to be the prerequisite was like salt and pepper ass dudes but now it's like a lot of former nba players thank god but it's just like what what you just have slick back gray hair and you can coach a basketball team
2: i kept trying to like find a purdue moment that made me happy too (laughs) yeah but we we lose the sweet 16 i mean it's awesome to make it to the sweet 16 it really is but we lose in the sweet 16 every single year Unless it's the first or second round. So I. uh, The
5: one kid, they had that one kid who went off, ended up getting, uh, like Carson was the kid's name? He was getting buckets recently. On Villanova? No, on uh, Purdue. On
4: Purdue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Carson Edwards? That isn't it? Isn't yeah, I think, I, I think he has such a quarterback name that I don't want to mix. Him we up. had
2: like we, we could have Summer gone that, that team was, with Hummel. Like we had teams. And I feel and like just, you always
5: have these like big bruiser, like yeah. Big Ten Midwest teams, and that stuff Corn works good. Fed. Like Wisconsin for me too. It's to like okay, like I uh, hate watching yeah. that brand of basketball, but they I, perform well.
2: I think Tom Izzo is the greatest March Madness coach of all time. Okay, I, he could take f- me a team of five me's and he's like final four. Like he's just that, he's so, he just like can coach in the tournament in a way that I think is really, really impressive. Michigan State is always so dangerous, sure. even if it's no one.
4: Well, let me ask you, Josiah, because we bring up, it's like, Purdue, I, I, some of these teams have to lose out on some prospects because they're in West Lafayette, Indiana, or like what makes it is it's the one thing in sports where you can kind of go where you want to go, where you want to live. What makes players not choosing a, a California school every if, time?
5: Honestly, it's, it's really weird for me, especially for UCLA and USC. Like, UCLA is literally like prime real estate yeah. right across the street from Bel Air and like right. we got some solid recruits in but to me it's like if you, if you take a visit like how do you not right in like the middle how, of like downtown I want to go to Duke I want to yeah. go wherever like like, these spots are just not, like, it's literally, like, 80-something degrees today. Like and what it, is
4: that? Just, like, the organization being, like, we're going to take care of you. Like, you don't need that distraction of L.A. Exactly. Or- mm-hmm. Sometimes that helps.
5: Because literally out of college, I was looking at, at Xavier yeah. in, in Ohio. like, And it was just, like, it would have been great to get away. Like I'm, I'm sure my basketball career would have been sure, a lot better. Sure. No, I don't have, think
2: so. I, I've i been to Xavier's campus. You don't want to go there. Playing in the snow and, like, being no, wild. Like no, All no, you have no, to no, do
5: no, is, no, like, no. go to the gym. Like, but- no,
2: Xavier's, like, kind of a notorious sleep. Fucked up program too. They, they they've had some. Here, they've had some issues. Yeah. I think they no Cincinnati, but um, <laughs> I, I well I, I think
4: now now Cal- have, what I love I can Some bring these, up like a school Cincinnati and you're like, didn't
2: graduate. A pl- Listen, yeah. I don't care. Look, uh, nobody needs to graduate college. <laughs> Our kid, I'll be like, I don't fuck. You don't need to look at a college. Yeah, yeah. you they you to know. decide what they want to be do before they go to college. but Cincinnati did not graduate a player for like seven years. You know, and if the whole thing is like we're student athletes, and I'm doing air quotes then you have to have someone graduate as a student. Just one right, person. Right. One person. Um, I feel like Lance went there.
4: No, yes. he, Lance what? went there? I don't know. I thought he went to St. John's. Or I maybe, do
2: I think California is going to have a big edge now that they're like the only state that is saying they're going to play pay, or pay college athletes.
4: Hopefully,
5: I mean, look, we have so many good schools out here. UCLA, USC, San Stanford. Diego State, Stanford, Cal. like you Berkeley. Know, U O P like there's 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 squads out here. Bakersfield even has a squad. Like you'd think that, you know, I would never want to live in Bakersfield, don't get me wrong. But (laughs) like if I could be out in Cali, like it's close enough to shit. Like I can get to LA in like an hour and a half. Like I'd rather have that than playing somewhere where it's too too cold, too humor, whatever it may be. Like, how do you not want to live in? Like, how do you not want to live in California? That's
4: why I love when people are like, "Why did LeBron come to Lakers?" Like, what? <laughs> maybe he's have the, you, what?
5: He's a fucking G. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you think he I wants know. to live in Cleveland for the yeah. rest yeah. of his life? He grew up in Akron. They have no loyalty to Cleveland whatsoever. Right. this is like not a thing. Like, Could
4: you imagine if like it's again the people are mad at that the people who never left their hometown? Yeah. You know, it's like he's he didn't move here. He's had a house here.
5: Like this is where he comes. This is the thing that always <laughs> yeah. cracks me up. This is where the guys all come in the summertime. Like. Yeah. You know, to, they don't go to all these other spots no. like they, they literally have houses yeah. in LA. So why not? Why not play here?
4: Yeah All right, I'll do my pick my pick is 82 UNC Michael Jordan Ooh. game winner I just you know, I and it, it's funny to me because I've been watching a lot of early Jordan stuff and like people didn't know who he was yet And it's like oh he's been doing that like Jordan I love watching the first few games of, of uh, Jordan's uh, Bulls playing career because it's like people are like I've never seen this before. And it's like he got picked, drafted three, and it's like he hit the game winner. He had something in him that was going to make him legendary, and it was all right there. His yeah. coach was Dean Smith. They found him. And, again, I guess, you know, guys picking what college, he went to North Carolina. He grew up in Wilmington. Like wow. he was a hometown guy. And to hit that game winner. Yeah, but and then, it's a it, famous basketball school. Well, it's not like. Yeah, but he could have went to Duke. He went, could have went to other places. But, you know, I just think it was the start of a – amazing career. And Megan's mad. I'm talking about Michael Jordan. I'm not mad. Again. I'm, not
2: mad. I'm glad that <laughs> you, you were, beef? I'm glad that you were alive in 82 to see it.
4: I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I, <laughs> you know, but I definitely, I remember then Jordan Brandon, Nike going, Oh, why aren't we milking North Carolina colors that much? And yeah. I I fell into that too. I was he like, he said
2: like when he got drafted by the bulls, he was like, no, I, I want my shoe to be Tar Heel blue and no. white.
4: What? No, no. I don't know what that story is.
2: I swear, I saw something and you must have forced me to watch it. No. I'm not seeking out Jordan material <laughs> content on my own. Well, I know
4: he was like a, he was wanted to be Adidas or Converse before Nike picked him up, but.
5: That's crazy. You know, it's just it's like, crazy, like the flex that Nike's been able to pull yeah, based off yeah. of one
2: dude.
4: They bet right. And the thing is, it's funny because you ever see like the videos of Jordan hanging out around like the North Carolina facility and you'd be like, all right, I'll give you guys new shoes. If you guys like win these next few games, yeah, or, for like, you sure. call players out like you can't wear. And I think Kobe had the same thing. I was like, you can't play like you're playing and wear my shoes. Yeah, Don't
5: like take my shit off. Like you can wear my Lester, <laughs> You can wear my like team stuff. Yeah. Get out of here, bro. Because like, if you're Jordan or Kobe and you're wearing my shit and you suck and you're at my alma mater, like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Some things are bigger than money. Like how dare you disrespect me <laughs> by wearing that. my nice ass shit and playing like trash? Like, yeah. come on.
4: Did you guys have Did you guys Were you in a T-Mac era When you were at UCLA yeah, So
5: we went from the Kobe era To the T-Mac era So we definitely had A bunch of T-Macs yeah. The thing about Adidas And No Knock to the Company I'm sure there's great people there yeah. But the shoes were always Heavy as fuck And it was yeah. like It was like wearing Literally like cement boots <laughs> And like they would have Cool designs or whatever yep. But like Those Kobe's when the, the moon boots That came out the next mm-hmm. year it was like What the fuck like, <laughs> like who do you fucking Expect to want to play basketball Yeah these? Like I know, like you guys are going for stylistic or whatever. Like, did you not give these to hoopers and let them wear them? Right, right. Like literally, we had like I remember Matt Barnes literally like fucking he cut the center part off of it <laughs> just to get to where the laces were. Yeah, was like zipped up and did all this elaborate shit, and it was like, bro, I just want to put these fucking shoes on and, and I ball, remember
4: like. seeing that picture, and I didn't remember it was Matt Barnes, but I remember that I was following sneakers big time back then. But people were modifying those Kobe's yeah. because they were so you couldn't even get your foot in them.
5: It was literally like. (laughs) You were like stomp And it's like what the Like come on man Like make these shit Light and sleek
4: Were there ever guys Who were like I just needed like A regular Adidas shoe that Like the big guys
5: I mean I hear rumors I won't name names In particular But some people Would basically uh, wear Jordans And then put like Three stripes on them Yeah yeah Mm. Cause we would have Adidas reps there they would literally Just be looking at your feet
2: To make sure
4: Like so so even if
5: I didn't play And I was wearing Some other shoes
4: Who was doing I think Clay actually Did that a couple years ago When he went to Anta And the Anta shoes Weren't ready Yeah. So he would just Tape over the swoosh (laughs) I thought
2: you meant Your friend Clay
4: <laughs> no, yeah, my friend, my skateboarding. a
2: friend named Clay who's no, Clay like a Thompson. wild man. <laughs> but
4: that, I don't know why. That's just, that stuff's just always so interesting to me, especially at a college level when you kind of just have, you're, teen, you're sponsored by Adidas, you got to wear Adidas.
2: Well, you usually hear of people putting logos on some, like we were joking last night to put, we're going to put a Jaguar logo on CJ's Nissan Cube. It's usually <laughs> someone being like, yeah, this is Gucci. It's not like someone lying yeah. to like get away with it. It's lying to have a little come up.
5: That is how you do it.
4: All right, um, Josiah, what what other nuggets can uh, so, you share with us?
5: Wait, wouldn't
2: would ever come and visit?
5: Yeah, he came all the time. He all was the, man. the time? He was literally, he was
4: a legend.
2: He is the, I mean, he's dead now, but he was so cute to me. Kobe? No, John Wooden. Oh, John, I'm,
4: sorry. I'm John sorry. John R. Wooden. All right, now, I haven't stopped thinking about it, so. <laughs> I mean, shit. Yeah. I don't think I need to talk. And would he, he
2: would, like, come and just watch practice, talk, hang out. Come hang out. out.
5: Like, we were playing the John Wooden classic or the Wooden yeah. tradition every year. Always so, in ge- Indy. So generally, the one we were playing in uh, Anaheim, he would come to that one because okay. it was close enough for him. But he'd come out practice every once in a while. He had seats right behind the bench, so you'd always just look. He was very kind of hands-off with his approach, but mm-hmm. he would still talk a little shit to you every once in a while. Like, I remember one time I was dribbling two basketball and you just like, what are you doing? Like, <gasps> You only play with one.
2: Uh, oh like, my God. Like I coach, mean, that's like a nice, old, that's homie, like. A nice <laughs> old man joke, too. Who was your coach while you were there?
5: I was there with Steve Lavin oh. and Ben Howland.
2: Okay.
4: All right. Well, actually, let's take a break and we'll come back with our final picks for greatest March Madness moment.
1: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
4: And we're back. And we have our final selections for the greatest March Madness moments, which, I mean, I feel like we've been leaning on it. We've just been getting some good stories about college athletics in general from our guest here, Josiah. So, Josiah. Share with us a, a one one more story here.
5: Uh, one more. So favorite. It's kind of, it's more elaborate than a comeback moment, but uh, eighty nine ninety 90 uh, Loyola Marymount squad. Hank Gathers mm-hmm. and, and Bo Kimball were, were beasts, obviously. Yeah. Hank gradually passed away on the court. Yeah. Kind of with the cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. I was, uh damn, how old? I was seven going on eight years old. I was living actually in Italy. My dad was playing professionally overseas out there. Damn. And we only got like a few channels and it was super janky. Like, we literally got, like, I think what was, like, basically, like, the Hallmark Channel and, like, yeah. some other shit. We would occasionally get sports. <laughs> those aren't
2: even good ones. No, no it, was,
5: it was, like, but, like, all Hallmark movies. You're like,
2: like, give me
5: MTV. Like, literally a year of my life just, like, watching those shits, and, like, they were they were <laughs> god-awful, but that's just all we had. But we would get LMU games occasionally. Yeah. And I don't know, for some reason, I really gravitated towards Hank Gathers, like, watching oh, yeah. play, like, liked his style, loved his highlights. So when he passed away, I remember even as, like, a seven-year-old kid hmm. or eight-year-old, yeah you know, going on eight, my birthday's in April, so it would have been before that. Going on eight, like just how sad I was. And I was just starting to play basketball at that point mm-hmm. with playing on a team out there. So definitely like put a band on them for it, like like a yeah. RIP band during the game out of respect and shit. But I remember that run they made with Bo Kimball and Kimball shooting shooting the free throws with his offhand. Yeah. And just you know how they were running numbers up. They were putting like 100, 115, 120 on dudes, just getting buckets. Ended up losing the the elite eight, obviously, but uh just from that moment. Lost it, I think UNLV that year. Got mm-hmm. like smoked in the Elite Eight. But you really thought like, damn, these dudes might be able to do it. Just kind of all the emotions surrounding it. And and I grew up probably like five minutes away from LMU, so that moment to me was just like, yo, one of one of the things you love to see in the tournament. Kind of like the Sister Jean level of just like things that you'll remember forever. Like you know, seeing Bo shoot with his offhand and make a free throw. I think it was left hand out out of respect for his teammate and literally just knocking that shit Mm -hmm. down. And I got to meet Bo Bo a few times when he played with the, the the Clippers. Yeah. Just a cool-ass dude. I don't think he ever really emotionally recovered from that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, if you really look, because his career should have been a lot better than it was, but...
4: I mean, I, I lost a friend the same way, playing basketball in high school, and I I didn't play for three years after that. Yeah. My friend called a timeout, and then he fell over, and then he fell into a coma. It was crazy, and yeah. they died a day later. Jesus and so I, I mean, I I mean, I knew the Hank gather story, but I didn't know that Bo Kimball, like, sort of his career was kind of uh, a little different after that.
5: Yeah, I think they were boys, like, growing up. Once they grew up in the same area, mm-hmm. ended up going mm-hmm. to SC together, didn't really get burned at SC, so transferred to LMU. They ended up, like, you know, what I think Paul Westfall, like, yeah. introduced his fucking ridiculous offense, like, show yeah. time, you know, but they were putting them, like, 120, 130 a game.
4: It's just, you know, stuff like that, and it happened just recently with Kobe, obviously. It's like, it's such, and not to get, like, bring this down a little bit, but, it, you know, basketball is such a silly game, you know, we watch it on so many different levels, and then something like this happens, you like wow, the game, yeah. you think about the game differently. You think about, you know, a lot of this stuff differently. And for, you know, I was even talking about just trying to put this Kobe stuff in any sort of perspective, you know, Hank Gathers or like, who, who was it? Like, it's like a yeah. Zion died. Yeah.
2: There's a kid that went I was 13 at the time. He went to my rival high school. His name was John Stewart, and my rival high school is where Greg Oden went, Mike Conley went. It's a Pat Lawrence North. It's a powerhouse. They play on national television all the time. And he um, he died on the court. I mean, he died right. He went into cardiac arrest, and it like shook the community to. I mean, I remember my dad, my mom, my brothers, and it, it was just so horrible, and he was the star, too, which, like, doesn't make it worse, but it kind of does because he was this, like, lovable face of this iconic program, and for his classmates, who are also children, to watch him die. Crazy. Is, and it's it's just so sad that, like, basketball has so many of those stories. I have a friend who is a nurse who actually does heart screenings now to specialize in catching like what John ha- awesome. it was like this very yeah. and, and her she was a basketball player. Um, her son is like a young phenom basketball player like it's and that has she's like changed the Course of her career to specialize in that cardiac issue, so she yeah. can screen athletes around the country. And I, but like, she's only doing that because it has become such yeah. a such an that issue. Be
4: mandatory. Like, I didn't. I know think that. they're
2: pushing to have. Um, you know, th- there's murmurs and there's right, right, like, right. Regular heartbeats. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
4: Who? There was an NBA player recently. Not, was it but, Channing, but, Fry, Channing now, Fry? or, oh, Bosch? or Did, did Bosh have something of the liver? He had a liver thing.
5: Jeff Green too. I think. Has yeah, a, Jeff
4: Green. That's who it was. He got surgery mid-career for that
5: I mean that's the thing about Especially like high school and kids like that They don't have the resources available Like a lot of schools don't even have trainers To like tape ankles and do shit like that Because they can't afford it so you'd really just like to see, like, you know, because it's sad that it takes one of those types of things happening to get people's awareness. Like, yeah. nobody before the fact would be like, yo, we need to do heart screening and shit. They'd yeah. be like, why nobody's, nobody, nothing, you know, nothing's bad ever happened from it. Like, why, why should we give a fuck? Uh,
4: on a lighter note, but still on the same topic as that, so my friend who passed away, we got, they are like, we need to get a defibrillator in the gym. And then <laughs> at one point they were like, should we name the defibrillator <laughs> off of him in tribute? And I was like, that is not, I was like, in high school, I was like, do not name the thing he needed to live off of him, you yeah. know? Uh, but yeah, <laughs> just I remember the just memorial being like, defibrillator? <laughs> like, oh, his name hanging over it is It's like, oh yeah, that's, that would have been great if we had that before. Um, all right. Did you this, have, I'm just trying to find her yeah, yeah, company. It. It's
2: called Play Heart Smart. And so yeah. they go around the country and do EKG tests, yeah. which are not Fuck. required as exactly. part of a general physical for sports because you do have to get a physical. Um, and so they are doing like a, just one more advanced screening to make sure that that Say doesn't happen. Say it again. Happen. What's the name of it? Play Heart Smart.
4: That's it. I mean, that is like a legitimate awareness. That, I mean, um, thing I want to put awareness behind.
5: Yeah. Like the thing about high school physicals, like all they do, especially for boys, like literally just like check your heart rate, yeah. like, like yeah. Tick, tickle your <laughs> we nuts we you. for a second.
4: My
2: grandfather was a pediatrician and I used to get, he used to do mine. He was like 80 years old and he would do my tennis physical. I remember when I, after he passed away, I was like, I don't even, I didn't even like know. I mean, obviously I wasn't, I was a child, but I had never been to a doctor other than my grandpa to do it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, for that's me, they <laughs> for me, they would have been like, you just eat Funyuns and have asthma. You're fine. Like, but a legitimate oh, specific God. test. I thought you were
2: going to say something racist. I'm <laughs> so you did Yeah,
4: that's what I was. You know, you know how I was always well, segue I just, in a racist. I this.
2: don't trust Erie to have been kind to you as a young Asian
4: boy. <coughs> you know what? All the, att- they'd be like, hey, that's a little Asian kid. And I'd be like, yeah, check me out. So like, I liked the attention, but there was, some, my brother and sister didn't have a great time. So, but I was all right handling it. <laughs> I, you're, I mean, you're broken in, in weird... the perfect way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I've made uh, I made money off of my brokenness. Megan, Am I you... up? Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. I think we sort of so, Well, me. no, I have one more. Yeah, one more. We'll um, close on this one. I
2: roasted you for not being alive in the Jordan one, and I'm not alive for this one. But it is still the most watched basketball game. In the history of America, professional or college, 40 million people tuned in to watch Magic versus Bird. Yes. And the 1979 championship game, Michigan State, Indiana State, the Hick from French Lick. Indiana State came in undefeated and... I think people really point to this game as like changing how people viewed college basketball just as a whole. Like it, it just wasn't like, oh, these are young kids and the good ones will play. It was like, Oh, this is actually a very marketable, interesting, dynamic players happening. And it launched one of the greatest rivalries that basketball's ever known.
4: Yeah. I always forgot. That was like when I was watching those old NBA VHSs, like yeah. I watched that magic one, and then when they would always cut to like that game, I'd be like, what? These dudes played each other already and were already famous?
5: Like imagine those dudes playing each other in college and then going to the Lakers and the Celtics. <laughs> yes. like, that's like, yeah, that's crazy. But it's like, all right, NBA. Like that was, I'm sure that was just a coincidence, right? Yeah. Just it they that,
2: scripted that well. Um,
5: you know what I mean? Like Cavs got number one pick in
2: 2003.
4: 40 million. Right. Oh, wow. 40 million <laughs> <of people? laughs>
2: yeah. wow. 40 million is so crazy.
5: Yeah, but really, when you think about that moment, because I'm sure yeah. from a business standpoint, like, yeah, we got to get these dudes. Like, we can have fucking yeah. Magic and Larry being like two shitholes, But yeah. like, we need them in our biggest markets. We need these dudes battling each other for the yeah. next right. ten years. Like, and we got it. And <laughs> they literally and they made it happen. Beautiful. There was a Broadway play.
4: Did you guys know that there's a Broadway play, Magic versus Bird? It was about their their careers playing against each other. See, I, I mean, we could. Uh, the fact is, we could, there should be shows about basketball.
5: People like, it's, it's a weird thing, people like, people don't necessarily w- like watching games, but things mm-hmm. about basketball, they really like, enjoy watching.
4: Yeah, the storylines
2: oh, are crazy. It, I mean, even just like the 30 for 30s that are yeah. about basketball, everyone I know that watches them that doesn't like sports are like, oh, these are very compelling. Yeah, Happy uh, and sad ones. Yeah. That Benji one, oh, that's like one yeah. of the saddest movies I've ever seen. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it down. But then, winning time, winning time is one of the funniest movies I've ever winning
4: seen. Winning time, I think, is a big reason why we got married. I think we've
2: well, that's sad.
4: <laughs> yeah, 30, yeah. 30 dots. Yeah, it's what we didn't. Y'all get love from Reggie on the engagement. Yeah, like, I'm, he's still I'm getting on his love from stories Reggie stories
2: today. Wow, I love Reggie. Uh, Reggie's a man. My mom used UCLA. to be his, UCLA. Yeah. My mom
5: used to be his real estate agent for his summer, you know, like summer living. So I literally got to like hang out with Reggie at like the the Century City Mall and shit. His like around the city. Well, I want
4: to do, I don't know how we're going to talk, but I want to just ask you all these stories about, it's funny, like up, yeah. Yeah. until
5: you bring them up, like, I got to think about shit, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. like, we've had all this, like my mom was like the real estate agent for the Clippers back in the day. So just yeah. randomly, like any dudes from like the Terry to Harry era, like, Damn. like she was fucking getting them. pretty Richardson? The, the, like put like it was like yeah. the, the most obscene amount like that, death Dog. row. Oh so she used to literally gosh. like Snoop and all those dudes and Suge like literally um. real estate agent fucking for death row back <laughs> in the day. Just like <laughs> random ass stories yeah. that I was just li- living as a kid. Were like, you
4: like, can I get all eyes on me autographed or any of that <laughs> stuff? Like we would
5: go to events at like Daz's house, like barbecues and oh shit. And I just had no gosh. idea what was going on. Like I was young at that point, but like yeah, and young god. F- but definitely knew guys. like there's some fucking like Turned up shit cracking.
2: Um Reggie's boat growing up was. Was named the Bruin, okay, and he had a, a tap on it, which is not yeah. allowed, I don't think. Um, but because yeah. Matt, yeah, you grew he up around a, all those. Players. We are. We grew up on a lake, and our house looked out on the lake, almost like dr- around a corner, directly at his yeah. house.
4: Okay. Legends, and then what? Vic Vic Oladipo lives across the street from your parents. Mm-hmm. And what was the one the latest thing? He it was his first game back the other day. Yeah, and he hit the what the game winner. He
2: hit a game tying three to send it to overtime. And then
4: her dad sent a text the next morning. Hey, Vic just had a Rolls Royce, a brand new Rolls Royce. No vintage, dr- vintage, vintage. Oh, dropped off in the driveway. It's like that's how yes. it is. Uh, I
5: love one it. One day,
4: I'm
5: so someday. happy. For him. What, what a feeling! How, like, I'm gonna get a Rolls Royce.
4: How inspirational was it last night seeing Matthew Cherry? win an awesome.
5: Yeah, I, I mean, literally, I think, you know, a lot of people, especially in the Twitter space, you yeah. know, Cherry, and just how, how amazing of a dude he is. He's yeah. always positive. I've actually never got to meet him, like, face to face. Yeah. We've communicated a bunch through email, DMs, whatever.
4: And he showed love to your account quite a bit.
5: And literally, like, I remember the moment we, we both knew we were legends. We were watching yeah. Game of Thrones. We both used this uh, meme from Set It Off. Yeah. Like, I forgot who died. Lady Mormont died. He, he put a better caption than me. I remember being so fucking pissed. <laughs> so I'm watching my boo like, cause we literally dropped it at the same exact moment. Yeah. So it was like, what are we gonna say? Like, you, you're one second, you put the same shit up as me. But his caption was better than mine. I remember being, being so soft. We like, yo, this dude's a fucking genius.
4: But now it's like, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm in the same class as a dude who just won an Oscar. And you guys used Set It Off. That's like such an obscure. That's how I knew though, like, oh, this dude's mind
5: worked fucking, like, and he was a former athlete, but just mm-hmm. seeing, like, I remember when he put up Hair Love when it first came yeah. out, and one of my biggest regrets was not contributing to it, but I also, Saw that it was going to hit its target, so yeah. I was like, "All right, like my, my money's not really going to make a difference on this one. It's going to hit it. Let me let me put right, it towards right. somebody else's shit." But to see where it's come from and, and winning yeah. an Oscar and like this dude on stage balling out, yeah, giving love like tributes to Kobe's like, damn bro, this is like this is why we all hustle. I feel like mm-hmm. for those moments, like you know, it was just it was oh, an amazing it was time. Awesome, yeah. It was great.
2: I knew it was gonna win too. Yeah, I mean, I,
5: I, I didn't had know a any of the other
2: ones, but I was like, I feel like this has a good campaign going.
5: Yeah, it had tons of love on the street. It was, it was because you know, like sometimes those things happen. Like I was a big fan of when they see us, and that ended up winning yeah. the Emmy. My buddy Michael Starberry wrote on that. Yep. <laughs> And that, you know, he was like, yo, there ain't no way this shit can't win an Emmy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, boys, he, he will point out to you, was like, Chernobyl is a good
4: good show. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm not worried about Starbury. He's yeah, he's, he's, like, he's collecting awards. And he's got his Oscar coming up soon at some point. All right. Well, Josiah, where can we find you? Um, what, what are you working on right now? Where do you want people to check you out? Uh,
5: so I'm doing a show with Yahoo Sports called Dunk Bait. So mm-hmm. you can watch that on Yahoo Sports social platforms. NBA Twitter related me, LeJethro Jenkins, and uh, Zach Schwartz, also known as Zach, Zach, Zach on that one. Then uh, doing some other stuff behind the scenes I can't announce yet, but yeah. it's definitely baller and it's definitely keeping my kids very well fed. <laughs> uh, and working on some other stuff, too, with a couple former teammates working on a, a little animated project that I'm super excited nice. about that I'll uh, be dropping in the near future that'll be super raunchy. So. Whoa,
4: super raunchy? <laughs> raunchy. you that's think that's anything isn't going to be raunchy? You know I, just the only that's like that. I
5: could agree to do it was like, yo, like he came with me with the idea and I'm like, Yo, this isn't inherently a new idea, yeah. but I know you and I know the way that you're going to tell stories and you're going to make a fucking completely different thing that nobody else will be able to run. So I love those type of moments Dang. and we can get it on the air. Like, yeah, let's yeah. get it.
4: We got to go back Us three Megan You should come along too We got to go back To that Cheesecake Factory That we first hung out yeah, at. Yeah for when sure When I moved back to LA
5: Honestly there's a funny thing that like I meet so many people like, yeah. like yourself Like we'll have lunch Or do whatever and it's yeah. like damn So many legends out here That, that are doing such great shit And yeah. you kind of form these bonds Just off of funny tweets And
4: I feel like now You know cause everyone Just think These are just guys You know messing around on Twitter But now everyone has like Oh wait they did this They won that Oscar Or they have this show It's like yeah, yeah These are real people And Twitter's just like Shoot around for us
5: The thing about Twitter That people don't understand like a lot of people come hating and talking shit it's like dude I'm I'm getting paid to do this yeah. like this is a job for me like this mm-hmm. is you know this is fun for you like you wish me cancer or whatever like that's cool but I'm I'm getting a check so yeah. whether you love or hate this content my employers are very very pleased with what yeah. I'm giving them and I'm using Twitter as literally a platform to test my material test yeah. the fence like they say in Jurassic Park just a raptor <laughs> testing the fence trying to find the weak spot oh the shit's off let me go ahead and get it but uh so yeah so it's, it's just a good time man Awesome. I hope
2: to see you in your fur coat next time uh, Oh yeah, yeah.
5: Um, I, I might bring Beautiful. that to Chicago
2: Yeah you should <laughs> You have to
5: It's too baller though People start staring <laughs> They right. start assuming I'm doing good like, I don't have that much money yet
4: but. <laughs> So uh, your handle at King Josiah fifty yep. four right on Twitter. So you can that's like your main your main uh, handle. Megan, where can people follow you?
2: Megan Gailey and then better Megan Gailey, And mm-hmm. then depending on when this comes out, I will be in DC at the DC Draft House on March twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Yeah,
4: it should be out by then. Yeah, I'll so do this.
2: I hope you guys uh, come to a show. I've got lots of sports material. Yes. And my brother lives there. So whenever I'm in D.C., I always go out after the shows and get lit.
4: All right. All right. Maybe I'll be there. You can check out me at CJ Toledano on Twitter. Follow House of Highlights. And I got a show. I've been meaning to plug this. In Eagle Rock, every Thursday, a stand-up show uh, at Cucina Filipino, 9 p.m. every Thursday. Comics from Comedy Central, HBO, Netflix, and all that. And uh, the
2: best tacos in L.A. I right that, outside. the
5: lumpia? Ooh, I get the, the lumpia and the tacos? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah man. Yeah, yeah, that's I, good. I need to start doing that. No, the
2: Filipino I, food is amazing. It's yes. no. really, really good. But that
4: taco spot around the corner is um, And you so turned good. me on it. You're the one who was like, oh, I'm getting tacos over there.
5: Like later, so I later saw I've come to the show just to see comedy anyway, yeah. so I'm trying to get in that space, but saw that the taco setup they had there was the most elaborate, like baller, like mm-hmm. delicious, like
4: oh uh. They make their their tortillas. Yeah, uh, right outside scratch. of
2: a tiny target.
5: Exactly.
4: But so yeah, I mean if you come to that show, come hungry Because of Filipino food and yeah. the tacos. Yeah. yeah. Eat
5: both. Support support the support the restaurant. Yeah. Support the, June
2: is a legend too.
4: June, yeah. June yeah. the owner he of the. He has of of a me.
2: Filipino basketball team where you have to be older than thirty five?
4: Uh yes. <laughs> and every he was telling me, he was like, oh I'm I was like, yeah, I tried to get some Kobe's recently. He goes, I already got all my Like, he, he, he just, the most legendary Filipino basketball guy, him and his team. They have custom Nike uniforms that are on the level of NBA uniforms. It's crazy. They, they have, have flames, flames on them. Yeah, what? like and it says Filipino. Real flames.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways,
4: thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to The Greatest. Uh, we'll see you next time. The
2: Greatest is a production of iHeartRadio.
4: For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel.